All right. What's up, Jan? Howdy doodly. That yeah, okay. Yeah. Start over. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> <laughs> you haven't you haven't been on here in a hot minute, and we missed you on the uh, best of 2017 episode. I'll ask you two quick questions. What was your All favorite right. movie of 2017? My favorite movie? Oof. Yeah. Yeah, it's a quick question. What came out? Quick. What I, I came mean, out? I like John Wick too. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's fair. What What was your favorite game? Uh, I, I don't, don't think know you if played. I played. <laughs> other than like played. Fortnite. I don't think I played anything that came out in yeah, 2017. No, like I, I was like I was thinking it was like um what if this was a while ago this was like early December or I was thinking uh who would host the 2017 or best of 2017 yeah. episode and I was like if Jan did it I don't think I don't think Jan played anything from 2017 <laughs> so maybe hey, Tim, it was what was good your favorite book of 2017? <laughs> hey, that's a good question. <laughs> Um, I, I don't. I didn't read anything from this year either. Can comic books count? Eh, why not? God's sake, Winpool. Oh, right. Oh, that was this year. Yeah, it already well, ended, didn't it? It was last year. It was 2017. <laughs> no, I mean, like, Gwenpool's over. It had, like, a one-year yeah. lifespan. Yeah, it's That's unfortunate. It was really good, to too. Finish it. That being said, apparently Marvel is getting themselves together. And uh, a lot of the hype about the legacy being so awful was apparently mostly hype and i'm hearing it's actually all right so good good i like it when things are all right yes i like it when things are good anyway we have a lot to cover today and uh, we're gonna do it all in the form of a rap i'll lay the beat no Tim, we are not don't do this <laughs> oh man that was a dirty beat that was like an old gangster rap beat i didn't know you had that in you okay um, so yeah, there's a whole lot of stuff for us to cover, and we're gonna try to get it done in an hour this time. We're gonna try, we're gonna try and stop gonna in try. an hour. Which, by the way, I, I listened to your podcast from last week with Dallas, uh-huh. Tim. Three and a half hours uh-huh. is a long podcast. It is. It, it clocked in about five minutes less than the extended edition of Watchmen. I want you to keep that in mind. Whoa. Yeah. All right. So. <clears throat> I'm going to try to force myself to be concise this week. Uh, but in stark contrast with last week and the week before, there was a lot of news this week. It was kind of like everyone was holding back while the holidays were on, and then they, they, the dam broke. They're like, we can't wait any longer. Um, but first thing, I'm, I'm just going to kind of go in order. I reordered these a little bit just to make it easier on me, but... We're going to go to gaming news first, and the first thing I have on here is Switch, the Nintendo Switch is now the best-selling console in U.S. history. Not best, fastest. Fastest-selling? Okay. Fastest-selling. Uh, and it became Japan's fastest-selling last week. So I might have to buy one. Yeah. I think it was um, in, in like a year, like first year of sales, but it hasn't even been out for an entire year, and it's already passed the others. It passed the PS4. Which well, I can see why they got Skyrim finally. <laughs> I, so they're dude, flying I, off the shelves. I'm so I'm so sick of Skyrim, and I think lots of people are sick of Skyrim. But I'll tell you right now, lots of people are not sick of Skyrim. <laughs> like Skyrim <laughs> is still a system seller. It's insane. Not uh, only are there people that haven't played it and beaten it yet, but they want to play it again and are not happy yeah. with the means they currently have to play it. Right, and and this is you know it's the first time a game like Skyrim has been portable. So Which I understand that, like yeah, Skyrim I, I, would be great portable because it's such a it's such a pick up and play kind of game. Yeah, I a mean time sync. Yeah, and I can't think of uh, like Skyrim is very much a a PC kind of game where it's like you know you got your quick saves and it's like all right I'll just load in back here. That's perfect for a mobile game like. Mm-hmm. That it's a great idea. I am sick of Skyrim, but I understand why it's been such a huge hit on the Switch. <clears throat> I wonder if it's been optimized at all. Like I played on the PC, so my loading times were like two or three seconds. I normally didn't have time to read the text, and then I saw someone play it on the Xbox 360. And uh-huh. We sat on a loading screen for like oh, two minutes yeah. while they were entering a dungeon, and I was like, "This, this isn't right." Well, I I've heard that it is essentially a straight port of the 360 version 
So mm. I wouldn't be expecting very quick load times. I'd, I'd, I'd expect just about the exact same deal as the 360. Like uh, people comparing assets, like it's the same assets from the 360 version. So it's, yeah, it's probably, then again, I mean, it was really popular on the 360. So it, it seems true. to be good enough for most people. It's just, man, I'm never getting it. I, I'm, I'm so <laughs> tired of it, man. But anyway, yeah. That's kind of a big deal, especially since Nintendo, like, I- I'm, I'm going to post a picture here uh, for the for the Look. people watching on YouTube. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for your little sound effect. I, that's a nice little place for me to place it. Because, you know, sometimes I don't know. I appreciate that. But it's like, <laughs> it's a screenshot of all these articles from like last year and the year before and the year before where people were saying Nintendo needs to stop making consoles or, you know, Nintendo needs to get out of the console market or they're going to go bankrupt. Or, uh, you know, they need to just focus on making games only or they need to go completely mobile. And then a screenshot of the article of that day or it was like Nintendo Switch, the fastest selling console of all time. (laughs) (laughs) It was like, yeah, it's 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 always um, it's a dangerous game to doubt Nintendo because they're very unpredictable. But they they often they often will pull it off whatever stupid ridiculous thing they're doing. <clears throat> okay, moving on from that because we gotta move on. Uh, this is kind of a small thing, but uh, and I I've removed myself from this because I just don't care anymore. But Call of Duty community is in a confusing place because Call of Duty World War Two has gone weeks without updates to the gameplay issues. And it's still a lot of the issues that they had on launch day, like connectivity issues, spawn issues, issues with games just being dropped, uh, really long loading times. They, it keeps getting these little updates, like their title updates or whatever, but mm-hmm. they all just have to do with the microtransactions. Like they aren't updating anything to do with what's not working. And it's, it's on all platforms. It's not, you know... Uh, just the xbox is doing this or just the pc is doing this it's all of them are having these same issues and uh what's weird about this is see all of the call of duty games i think since ghosts i think this started with ghosts it might have been that i wasn't as involved in like the reddit community and stuff like that prior to ghosts but they've always had a person a community manager that goes on to reddit gives people patch notes tells them what's going on respond like does amas response questions and stuff like that uh, they so don't social have media that. manager. Yes, kind of. they don't have that this year. Like they don't have that with World War II. Uh, Michael Condry, who's like the lead designer at Sledgehammer Games, he's not the community manager. Every once in a while, he'll post something on Twitter, but normally it's him just joking around or he's just reposting positive things people are saying and just ignoring the negative. Uh, there was one thing he said a couple weeks ago where he was like, people were exaggerating the spawn issues. And of course, in a classic um, pride and accomplishment fashion, a bunch of videos came out where there's just montages of different people's terrible spawns that they had submitted. And it was like, it's pretty common. Um, but yeah, they don't have anyone talking to people. Like, no one's responding to questions. No one's saying, hey, we know this is an issue. We're figuring out how to fix it right now. There's nothing. It's crickets. So, as a result... A lot of the like Call of Duty focused YouTubers, like Prestigious Key and the Exclusive Ace, they're like starting to go to different games. Where they're like, we've made our living covering Call of Duty, but now we're we're giving nothing to make a video on. It's like uh, I think the Exclusive Ace was saying like I could make another video about these same issues we've been having, but I've already made a video like three weeks ago, and nothing has changed. So I've got nothing to talk about. And uh, he's, like, not interested in playing the game anymore because it's, like, no one's listening. And he doesn't know if it's going to get better, so he's not really motivated to keep playing for when it gets better. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know the motivation there. I don't know why they're keeping people in the dark. Maybe it's just they really don't know how to fix the issue, so they're just trying to pretend like it isn't an issue until they can figure it out. But uh, unless you fix that quick... You're kind of digging a bigger hole for yourself. Eh, just give it a few more months before the next Call of Duty comes out. <laughs> hey, yeah, maybe that'll be the patch. Is just uh, tr- it Black Ops 4, guys. But guys, Black Ops 4! 
<laughs> Honestly, I'd be pretty hyped for Black Ops 4. <laughs> no, yeah, especially if it's a continuation of that style and that, that kind of universe. Oh, yes. Oh, if, I love it. I loved Black Ops 3. Even if we just got another soundtrack from that same <laughs> uh, like composer, I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to get that soundtrack. <clears throat> okay, that's all Call of Duty news. Uh, now we're going to go on to PUBG news, which, man, this is happening every week. But um, I think it's Bluehole is the developer. I just that put, sounds right. I put on the article PUBG developer. I don't know why I didn't put the actual name. But um, they're saying they want to put PUBG on all platforms. It used to be it was going to be an Xbox console exclusive. This is when they didn't have any faith in consoles, and they were just like, nah, it's a PC game. Then it was like, okay, maybe we'll put it on the Xbox. Then it was a disaster on the Xbox. However, it sold really well. So they were like, hey, we'll put it on all platforms. And I'm telling you right now, if they intend to put this on the Switch, they're going to have to get the guys that ported Skyrim, the guys that ported Rocket League, and the guys that ported Doom, and combine all of their forces to make sure it's not significantly... It even runs. Yeah, to make sure it's not significantly worse than the Xbox One version, which is still having a lot of issues. Uh, like, if you aren't playing on the Xbox One X... That game is like 20 FPS on like below below lowest settings. So uh hmm better bring out bring out the big guns for that porting job. <laughs> I don't see it working out well unless it like no. turns out they've got a a switch programming savant on their team. Yeah, and I think if they do it on that maybe what they could do was come out with a smaller map and just have that map on the Switch version, because they're adding more maps. So you could do, like, a PUBG mobile, and it wouldn't be cross-play, but I, I, could still seeing that do, I could still see that doing well. They could also have, like, less people, because 100 people is a lot. Yeah, do, like, do a smaller map and do 50 people, and it'll be, you know, PUBG mobile or... Um, uh, they PUBG could come Lite. Up, yeah, they could come up with some, some kind of pun where it's like, um, I don't know. So it was like PUBG Mobile Ops or something like that. Something like <laughs> what Metal Gear Solid used to do. They would always come up with some kind of pun. Or uh, what was that? This, uh, that like Marine game that had a PSP <coughs> game, Navy SEALs oh, or something. Uh, SOCOM. Yeah, they did that too. Yeah, yeah. Just do it something like that. But like a straight port. If it's the same game, that's not gonna. That's not gonna do well. Uh, okay. Speaking so next, of PUBG. Yeah, well, it's going to be speaking of PUBG for a while, but uh, yeah. they had an ad. Uh, they, there was an ad for Player Unknown's Battlegrounds on the Xbox, and they ran it, and it turned out that they had just straight up plagiarized a fan, like fan art that someone had posted on Reddit. It's like it's the same image. Basically, like they changed they, the Xbox model, and I'm I'll post both images on the, and the YouTube uh, version. The angle of the picture, yeah, but and like <laughs> the whole idea where it's like that that bit of grass on top of the console, and there's a guy walking through the gra- through the grass. It's the same thing. I don't. I'm I'm not sure where this is going, and I'm not sure if you can get in <laughs> trouble for taking someone's fan thing and like using it as an ad i don't know if that's necessarily illegal but i do not know copyright laws very well i mean well most of them are very confusing and and kind of all over the place and yes dumb but yeah that that's still pretty hilarious all all this and i think it's poetic just because uh, the PUBG developer is accusing everyone of ripping off his idea and like wanting to get wanting to get like stricter laws put in so no one can benefit off of his idea which is funny because paladins which was already accused this is the next story already accused of being a rip off of overwatch which it's not but they're adding a battlegrounds battle royale mode <laughs> and it looks my gosh it looks identical <laughs> it it actually looks more like fortnite than uh, PUBG, which, of course, Fortnite's not going to do a thing about it. They're just going to be like, hey, I mean, we're not going to get mad. We basically did the same thing. But um, they, the PUBG developer said he wanted people to add their own spin on it. Fortnite did. Uh, and this is going to be a hero shooter version 
of PUBG, mm-hmm. which I think That's is interesting. Yeah, especially in squads. I think if you're just going solo, if there's if it's like solo queue or whatever, I could see that being really unbalanced. Like some characters are just going to be better than others solo. But if it's a squad system, yeah, that could be pretty sweet. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm actually interested in that. Paladins is also free. <laughs> I think PUBG is the only Battlegrounds game or Battle Royale game that isn't free. So... Uh, I, I guess that's that's reason uh, to sweat. Uh, would H1Z1 count as something like that? Yeah, it would. Uh, and it's not Which free. Which came out before correct. PUBG. Yeah, a good, uh, a good bit before PUBG. I'm not sure. It's a mod <coughs> to Arma 2. I don't know if they charge I for think it. there was an official released version of H1Z1. Oh, and yes, that, they, that one does cost I'm money. So sure yeah. it's not free. Yeah, okay. Well, anyway, that's another free way to play that kind of game. Which I think is great. Even though mm-hmm. uh, Paladins is basically turned into full-on pay-to-win. Unfortunately. Anyway, enough about PUBG. Thank goodness. Thank you. Now we're going to talk about uh, some some quick stories. Uh, short one real quick. Monster Hunter World is coming to PC this fall. They gave a, a more specific release date. Uh, I can't remember why this one was coming out so much later. I think it may have to do with them wanting to delay the mod scene from happening just because you release a game on console and it has in a series like monster hunter and they're not going to have all of the monsters in the game like from the whole franchise you know they're not going to have this fan favorite monster or this fan favorite monster they're going to try to get some but they're not going to have all of them so they want people to be able to enjoy that and then it's going to come out on pc and then mods are going to add every single monster and every single map that everyone wants so <laughs> may, that could be a motivation uh, I think that's a fine that, that's a fine reason to do it, just because it's like I want to have my time in the sun before the monitors make this a significantly better game. But uh, yeah, that's that's now more official than it was before. Whereas before they were like, eh, "It's come to PC eventually. We'll get around to it. It'll happen, believe me." But uh, okay, next gaming story: Platinum Games, which is one of my favorite developers is wanting to move on to self-publishing their games. And they made... And they're the ones that made Bayonetta. Yeah, they made uh, Bayonetta, Wonderful 101, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I think Out of the Shadows, it was called. Uh, which I still need to play. They did Transformers. You want to play that sometime? Huh? You want to play TMNT sometime? Yeah, we, yeah, dude, we should. Like, that game's criticism stemmed from the fact that it's terrible solo. Like, it's made to be four-player co-op. Um... They made Transformers Devastation. They made they made the Legend of Korra game. They made a lot of licensed games. Uh, they made Near Automata, which was kind of licensed. Like, that wasn't their franchise. They were just brought on to make a sequel. Anyway, uh, I think they're kind of tired of doing that. They did that for a while, and I think they were kind of, like, making some quick money from those easy sells. <laughs> but now they want to self-publish. And another reason that I think... Two big reasons that I think motivate this is that after Bayonetta 1, Sega didn't want to make a Bayonetta 2, and they couldn't get anyone else to want to make a Bayonetta 2 for like two years, so they had to cancel it. Then Nintendo was like, eh, we'll make it for you, but you gotta give us the rights. Sugar Daddy Nintendo came by. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, oh, what's this? You living in the gutter? (laughs) How how about I publish that game you want to be published? It's gotta be an exclusive, though. So, Nintendo's also publishing... Bayonetta 3, because they they kind of own it at this point. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then the other big reason being Scalebound, the only reason Scalebound couldn't come out was because Microsoft pulled the rug out from under them and said, you can't make this anymore, even though they... Which I was disappointed to hear. Yeah, the the trailers looked so cool. And uh, the concept, like they were were saying it was... um, it was it was like dragon combat done right and i'm like done right we've been doing it wrong this whole time i can't well, wait to I see mean, the correct way what games have good dragon combat uh like, none of them <laughs> other than aragon there was <laughs> there was lair which is a ps3 launch game that was made by the guys that did rogue squadron and it was fine save for the mandatory motion controls so, oh yeah, back when that was being pushed real yeah, hard. Yeah, the launch of the PS3 and the Wii was when everything had forced motion controls. But yeah, <clears throat> that got doomed because of a publisher. Like they, 
if if Microsoft hadn't hadn't said no, then the game would have come out and they would have had potentially another hit on their hands. So I, th- I think it's pretty obvious there's a lot of motivation for them to want to go completely independent. And that was kind of what they wanted to do from the beginning. It was just they were a little too small. But uh, yeah, I think they're getting there. And they said they have two new IP they're looking at, like haven't been made before. Unfortunately, this kind of dashes hopes that, um, ca- that they would come back to make an Okami or Beautiful Joe sequel because they, they were the original developers who did this for Capcom, because this would mean they're also not going to work with Capcom. They want to be independent. Uh, I would literally kill for a beautiful Joe sequel. I, I would, too. Dude, with, like, modern graphics. Oh, my gosh. Mm. Oh, I'm, I'm getting 1080p. Lost. Oh, yeah. Six, dude, 1080p, 60fps, beautiful Joe with, like, modern cell shading. I gotta stop. I gotta stop. We gotta move on. <laughs> we're gonna get stuck. <laughs> but, uh, okay. So... This is another kind of small thing, but it's weird. Disney updated the original Battlefront 2, like from 2005. The they added microtransactions and loot boxes. Oh my gosh, no, that would have been the worst. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's, they no, that's that not been, true, people. No, it's not true, but that would have been, that would have been hilarious. <laughs> like, yeah, well, you can't have this one either. But, the um, internet would have broke. Yeah, uh, more than it had already when EA uh, tried to talk about quite an accomplishment. But, um... Yeah, it was Disney that did it. It wasn't EA that came out with this update. I don't, I, which tells me Disney has people on their payroll who can make games that aren't EA. So, I don't know. Maybe this is. I'm a kind sign. of surprised they still had like the source code. Like this is a pretty old game. Yeah, someone like going through hard drives and was like, "What? What's this? Well, Battlefront Two? I thought that was over at the EA department." <laughs> remember that uh, CD Projekt Red. They, they are not, it's not red. I think it's CD Projekt, some other color that is the one that runs good old games where they basically take old games that aren't supported anymore, update them to work for new hardware. They did this with Battlefront 2 this year and people were like, and they added crossplay between Steam and good old games. So, which, but good then on Dis- good old games. Yeah. But then Disney came in, added another patch, they fixed some bugs, they, uh, improved the lobby functionality like improved the net code and stuff and it's like what disney had no reason to do that like they had no motivation to do it so i guess maybe they're trying to like say hey you know what we want to we want to have good games um maybe this is a trying way to of, save some face yeah save some face or maybe even put ea on notice a little bit although that might Ooh. be it might be wishful thinking from me but uh okay so that's the end of that. Raiders of the Broken Planet, which was a game I that... I think our podcast talks more about Raiders of the Broken Planet than literally yeah, any other podcast. but it stopped for a little bit. And the explanation is that Raiders of the Broken Planet, or Mercury Steam, the developer, started just wanting to be EA, I guess. <laughs> but they don't, have, they don't have the player base or like the recognition to try and be EA and it not ruin them. Uh, so... If you haven't heard before, Raiders of the Broken Planet is a sort of... It's a third-person hero-shooter destiny kind of game that uh, has, like, a free demo that anyone can try. It's like... They're these kind of raid missions, but... Anyway, I really liked it. A lot of my friends liked it, and it was it was good and weird. A lot of the stuff was strange and kind of unique. And I was recommending it to a lot of people because, like, for $40, used to be, they had a Founders Pack that was $40. It could get you the entire, like, season pass, which includes four campaigns, which include four raids each, which is already way more content than Destiny has ever had. (laughs) But, um, and it was going to give you a bunch of characters as they came out. Well, then we found out that that only counted for, like, three new characters, and then they started coming out with more characters, and the characters were gradually more and more overpriced to the point where it was like you would have to have spent like 300 hours in game to be able to afford one of the new characters for with like the in-game currency and the problem is is that game's reward system at the end of a mission uh the four people pick between the four or three rewards given depending on if you get a weapon blueprint but They'll give you, like, here's your character points, your faction points, your gold points. And they're all spent, they're all used for different things. 
This would make it to where everyone was trying to get gold, because to get the new characters, he had to use gold. So as a result, everyone was getting less gold, because it splits the rewards between however many people go for that one reward. So it was making it take even longer to get those characters, because they were what everyone wanted, not just some new, some extra character or faction points. So... The game was basically just dead to me. We, we, we dropped it for like a month because it was like, this is just, I, I, I don't feel like I'm working towards anything. I feel like I'm just, I'm throwing time into the void and I'm just repeating the same missions. So uh, me and David were like, we just won't play it until the next story expansion comes out. We'll play the story expansion once, then, you know, we'll be done until the next story expansion because we had already got the Founders Pack, so... You know, we, we might as well see the story out to the end. But after that, that was it. Well, Mercury Steam has finally announced that they're going to be completely overhauling the reward system based entirely on fan feedback, which is good. And that's a good sign that they can still do that. They seem to be small enough to where they don't have to be stubborn and anti-consumer like Bungie is with Destiny 2 right now. So, I mean, that's something to look forward to. It's yeah. not gonna. It's not gonna come out until I think mid January when they're finally gonna. That's release. not too far off. Yeah, they're gonna release the next story expansion and completely re- rework the whole reward and progression system. So hopefully it's good. Maybe it won't be awful. <laughs> I hope it won't be awful. But uh, yeah. Okay. So uh, now on to news that I don't know how I feel about. <laughs> it's uh, God of War after. God of War 4, which, I mean, it's a reboot, and it's nothing like the previous games, which is why I'm not interested in it. But they switched to Norse mythology, whereas the older games were Greek mythology. they ran out of to kill. To be fair, that was the coolest reason. Like, before we <laughs> knew that it was just a Last of Us mod, when we thought that it was actually going to be another God of War, and they are like, now he's going to kill all the Norse gods. And I'm like, oh my god, he's hopping dimensions to kill all these poor guys. But um, He must really hate gods. Yeah. <laughs> no, he does. <laughs> Kratos wants to kill every single god, but um, it was like he's go- we're gonna go to Norse mythology and that'll give us new settings, new gods, like new uh, like weapons and like inspirations for locations and stuff, and that was really exciting. Then we saw what it turned into, and I'm not as excited anymore. But they said for future sequels, he's not gonna stay in the Norse mythology. He'll be moving to Egyptian mythology and even then Mayan mythology. And I'm just wondering. <laughs> What I'm wondering who hurt Kratos this <laughs> bad, but um, I, I, I'm also maybe he wondering, just enjoys it. Yeah, may, maybe this is he just likes what he does. He I, is I, a god of war. Like that's kind of a shtick to kill. That's things. true. Yeah, to just to wage war. Uh, I can't hold it against him. He's doing what he loves. But uh, I'm wondering if they're going to keep this gameplay style that's really unpopular with anyone who actually cares about God of War right now. Because the only people excited for God of War are people who've never played God of War and never would play God of War. It looks like a really slowed down, very narrow, very cutscene heavy kind of walking simulator. Like The Last of Us, but without survival elements. So there's, it's not even difficult. But it's nothing like the original. The original was kind of like Devil May Cry, but it was a power trip. Like they weren't difficult. It was like devil may cry minus the difficulty. So it was like, just have fun destroying everything. So that was the appeal of it. So, I mean, I could be interested in this, you know, we're going to switch settings and mythologies each time. If it was Mm -hmm. the kind of game I actually cared about, but you know, I guess I'll be waiting until further confirmation for that. Um, now on news that I'm actually excited about. Mad uh, Cats is back, baby. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Mad Cats had this reputation for making terrible, you know, the controller you give to your younger brother or younger With sister. With like, turbo button. Yeah, they have a turbo button that doesn't really work. They have a slow-mo button, which consists of rapidly pause and unpause. That was the <laughs> slow-mo button. And, they, you know, they had these... Uh, really gaudy big grips on it and like uh they would rearrange the buttons a little bit for no reason at all but they were cheaper <laughs> they were cheaper so they were kind that's of like that's why everyone had one yeah <laughs> um and then they went they went bankrupt nine months ago 
And I've, I think the reason they went bankrupt was that people just stopped, they stopped buying their controllers, like their, their console controllers, because their, their, their reputation caught up with them, and it was like, yeah, they just, it's, it's cheap, but it's crap. Well, that wasn't the only thing they did. They also made really good PC accessories, and they made arguably the best, like, arcade sticks, like the best fighting game stuff. And that was kind of like an unfortunate casualty of uh, most of their business being built on kind of uh, third-party console controllers. Well, they're back now, and they haven't shown any fighting game stuff, but they have shown some really cool PC stuff. Specifically, uh, they, they made the rat mouse, which was, it looked like it was made of, like, it, I was trying to remember what this aesthetic is referred to. It's like, it's not steampunk. It's some other kind of punk, but it's like, mm-hmm. it looks like everything's made of junk and kind of like improperly put together. It might be junk punk. <laughs> junk punk. I could see that being it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I always thought they looked really cool. I didn't think they looked comfortable until I held one. And it's like, no, it's comfortable and it looks ridiculous. Huh. I've but, never uh, actually tried holding one. I think they look awesome, but yeah. I never know anyone that had one for me to try out. I, I knew two people that had one. Uh, both of them liked them, but this was a few years ago. Anyway, uh, it runs off of a wireless power source. And I think the way they said it works is you have a surface that powers it that is also like the mouse pad. So it's like hmm. it's wireless charging on like like the... Wh- what's that called? Samsung has that. Apple has it now where you like... Chi charging? Phone. What was or it? QI. I think it's pronounced Qi. Might be Qi charging? Qi. Yeah, something like that. But you, you put the mouse on the top and it powers it that way so you don't have to have batteries. And then optionally, it comes with a USB cable. But that, that seems good. kind of excessive, though. Like, a mouse battery lasts a good long while. Yeah, but Jan, this is cool. <laughs> it's okay. I'll concede that it is definitely cool. That was if not a see, little over engineered. Sure, but, but like, uh, that was one of the things that Mad Cats was actually good at. Like, they're actually, they could actually be cool. Some of it was cheesy cool, but it was still cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and, their, and their, like, return trailer is so hype. I'll, I'll put a link to it in the description, but I it was like... i to watch it. Yeah, they, they have, like, uh, the the busted remains of old Mad Cats, uh, like, my, uh, the old Mad Cats, like, rat mouse and it's like reassembling and it's like we get knocked down and we get back up <laughs> it's like oh my gosh i'm getting excited for a controller commercial but um yeah they haven't shown fighting game stuff yet i'm holding out for that just because there's no way they aren't bringing that back because that was extremely popular mm-hmm. um and in their place Razer hasn't really done anything impressive. It was like Razer was going to be the Mad Cats that was good. For Fight Sticks, not so much. It's kind of just, we still just have Hori. But yeah, uh, that's uh, that's all we got to say about that, about Mad Cats. Oh, we're halfway through. Glad oh, they're back. Oh my gosh, we got to keep going. Um, we'll this will be a quick these. thing. This pink is just... Darth Vader modded into Battlefront 2. It's a yeah. joke on them saying no one would want to play a pink Darth Vader in Yeah, because it would Battle break canon. But now it's in there, boys. <laughs> Just despite EA, I don't want it to break canon when Darth Vader and Yo- is killing Yoda on Hoth. <laughs> right, but uh, n- now that now that it's modded into the game, you can. I think everyone should use that. Just despite EA, a- anyone who has the <laughs> PC version, use that exclusively. Well, I guess first you have to unlock Darth Vader. Hey, maybe mod it to just have Darth Vader unlocked. Who cares about oh, cheating? It's hey. a stupid EA game. Okay, it's a neat idea. <laughs> yeah. Next story, Meverse. We were talking about this in our Smash Brothers tournament video that went up last week. It was, um, we, we loaded the Miiverse stage and it was sad because it was empty and you didn't get to see all the old Miiverse posts. And I'm going to tell you right now, Miiverse was memeverse. And it was right at the height of like wholesome memes. <laughs> so there's like a lot of actually funny wholesome posting on Miiverse as well as like a lot of play, a lot of things of like kids were posting on Miiverse and saying my parents are fighting right now but Miiverse <laughs> lets me go on <laughs> anyway that's that's been uh, put into a fan made archive so it's not gone forever whereas Nintendo Good. killed it I think earlier this year saving art they're like those people in World War 2 that would hide the art from Nazis 
Yeah, Monuments Men. That was actually that a pretty good movie. I like that movie. Pitt, I think. Uh, George Clooney and oh, um, 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 oh shoot, there was a lot of stars in it. Bill Murray was in it. Oh. It maybe had Brad Pitt. I think it had Matt Damon. Anyway, uh, the, they're pretty much <clears throat> interchangeable. <laughs> no, Gosh, they're no, they're not. <laughs> but yeah, Nexon blames Pubga for Lawbreakers selling poorly. <laughs> yeah, okay. trying to railroad us a little bit. So Nexon was the publisher of Lawbreakers. They're also the publisher of a, of a bunch of. They're a South Korean publisher. They do a lot of free to play games, but they completely wrote. They've written off uh, Lawbreakers off of their like uh, financial report. Like they lost thirty six million dollars last year, and they didn't go into Jeez. details. But they said Lawbreakers was responsible for most of it. Wow. But they're not blaming any of the actual reasons Lawbreakers did poorly. <laughs> they're saying it was just because of PUBG, which I'm pretty sure Lawbreakers failed before PUBG was a huge mainstream success. So I think you're right. Come on, Nexon. You guys you guys gotta look look inward. The answer lies within you. You but, must um, find a way. <laughs> Let's find a way. Oh gosh. Okay. Well, memes will date the podcast, but they are good memes. As always. Also, that's the meme of 2018 already. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, next. Something's gonna have to be good to beat that. Next, yeah. Xbox Live games with gold. We should probably start doing like the PlayStation One stuff too, just to be oh, inclusive. But... Right. Sorry, I, I keep forgetting that that's a thing. Uh, uh, we'll so do it we next got, time. We'll we got Tomb Raider time. Underworld. Which That's I don't game. think I've ever actually played a Tomb Raider game. Now that Wait, I think about for it, for real? Uh, like, have you played the reboot? No, I'm pretty sure the got, reboot was on Games with Cold too. Yeah, I've got it. I just haven't played it. It's um, in my stack of games Yon won't play until six years later. <laughs> it's over there with Deus Ex. <laughs> Interestingly, oh. both IDOS games, Poral IDOS. Jan, Jan buys their games. He just don't play them. I like them. I just don't use them. <laughs> okay. And then the Incredible Adventures of Van Helsing three. Yeah, it's actually premiering as a game with gold. Oh, it's, it's not, I did not know that. Like it is coming out on Games with Gold, so that's kind of interesting. I Does think that just all, mean it's a free game, or is it going to be? Paid it's temporary. Later? Yeah, it'll be pay later. Like it's huh. uh, this month. It is free, but it's premiering free, and then after that, it's going to cost everyone money. Which that tells is... you, Xbox is Xbox is being good to those guys. Microsoft yeah. paying their way, making them nice and comfy. Okay, so and then later this month, we're going to have Army of Two added and which Zombie. We'll probably play that at some time. Yeah, we'll play it, but we'll have to play it split screen, which goes into another thing to do with a zombie, which is a port of Zombie U, only with all the online functionality removed. So Army of Two, its servers have been down for a while, so you can only play it split-screen, despite it being a co-op game, which would really benefit from some online servers. However, it's an EA oh, game, yeah. so you know you can't expect any help from them. So forget about it. And with Zombie, the online functionality was removed for the port, which didn't make any sense to me because I thought that was one of the biggest appeals of Zombie U, where it was like, it was a, a kind of a Dark Souls system where you could leave hints for people online, but if you died and like became zombified, someone else could run into you in their game and you would be kind of a boss zombie, but you would have your backpack of the stuff that you had. So killing that zombie got you a bunch of supplies that were in its backpack. Which is a really cool idea. Yeah, it was... Dude, it was super cool. I, I loved that. But it's just not in Zombie. Which everyone was like... Uh, well, not everyone. The people that cared about Zombie U were like... If this got re-released on the PS4 and Xbox One, you know, you could add so much stuff, you know. Uh, more robust online features. Or, like, you could add some multiplayer. And they actually removed one of the multiplayer modes. They just... They took a bunch of stuff out. That being said... <laughs> I think the basic campaign was pretty fun. It actually is a really scary game. Like, it, it's it's true horror with uh, some Dark Souls elements. So, eh, give it a shot if you care. It's free. If you have yeah, it's Xbox free. Why not? Gold. <laughs> it's complimentary with gold. Okay, done <laughs> it's with like games. like a mint on your pillow. With 20 minutes left, we're going to go to movies right. and TV. Let's okay. run through this. Walking Dead ratings hit all-time <laughs> low because no one watches it. Yeah, well, the producer says it's not because people don't watch it. It's because people don't watch it new. So people aren't, they're saying people aren't watching The Walking Dead when it airs. They're watching it on DVR or they're watching it when the season gets added to, like, Hulu or something. Which mm -hmm. 
Maybe. Maybe that's a larger chunk than it was before, but when you look at The Walking Dead's peers, which are also airing on TV, and they're doing great, I'm not so sure that that holds up. But of course, you know, he's going to defend his show in whatever way he not can think of. Not to detract, but a friend of mine just sent me a message with a link to one of the Ugandan Knuckles videos and said, <laughs> can you imagine being on literally any drug and being in VR chat? <laughs> that would be pretty nuts. Also, uh, just so everyone knows what we're talking about, look up You Do Not Know the Way to see what Ready Player One actually would be like if it were <laughs> realistic. Like, if you look at the Ready Player One trailers, it's like, that is nonsense. There's not enough memes. Anyway, uh, back to movies <laughs> All right, and TV. we gotta fly through these. We're at 40 yeah. minutes already. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, Lauren, Lauren Schmidt, writer of Daredevil and Defenders, is writing The Witcher for Netflix. So yes. she knows what she's doing. Yeah, she's, she's good at what she does. And they have uh, also reiterated it's not based off of the game's adaptation. It's based off of the original novels that kind of compiled a bunch of the Polish mythology that was kind of word of mouth. Basically, the novels were like um, freaking what Homer did for a bunch of those old myths. But uh, yeah, that's exciting. She's a good writer. She's done good work. So... Uh, only the best for The Witcher. CD Projekt Red would be pr- would be proud. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ridley next. Scott says Alien should be as big as Star Wars. Yeah. Sh- so should our podcast. <laughs> oh man, we're not gonna top that. We moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Last Jedi passes one billion dollars worldwide. Yeah. Okay. So The Last Jedi was the biggest movie of the year last year, and it was without a full month of it even being out in that year. So this controversy that people are talking about. Where it's like, oh, but D- Disney's really hurting now that we've all downvoted The Last Jedi on Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> using our bots. They're not hurting, They've guys. only made a billion dollars. Yeah, they're. I think they're just shy of The Force Awakens, which The Force Awakens, I could see doing better just because it was, mm-hmm. like, the first return. The new Star Wars, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd actually say that doing these movies like Rogue One and Solo will actually make the other, like, main episodes do worse than they would otherwise, but overall, you're making more money. So, man, Disney doesn't care. They're they're making yeah. that bank. Okay, another Star Wars thing. Ryan Johnson says that the identity of Rey's parents could change in Episode Nine. So, I'm not going to spoil what her parents so they, were in Episode Eight. Uh, I'll, I'll avoid that. But I'm just going to say that that makes me that that pisses me off because I, I was happy with what happened. Mm-hmm. A lot of people decided, you know, they needed something to whine about and said that they, <laughs> they hated decided it. to just mess with everyone and be like, Darth Vader had another child <laughs> and that child had another child and that's you. Well, but like if, if you change it in episode nine, see the people who are really mad about the last Jedi, they are the minority. Like I've not even talked to a person in like to anyone in person who genuinely hated these really nitpicky things about it. A lot of people didn't like who her parents are. I thought it was great. I think stick with it because it was a cool risk. I, I, I think, mm-hmm. I think star Wars could use some risks and that, that was a risk that paid off. So I say stick with it with episode nine. That being said, Ryan Johnson is not working on episode nine. He's now moving on to work on the next star Wars trilogy. So it's, I think what he's saying is it's out of his hands which uh, it turns out he was given oh. a lot of control over the where the canon was going to go for episode nine. With you know the the catch being you you've got no say on where it goes after that. So I think that's an interesting and cool way of doing it. Uh, I'd really like for the parents to stay who they were, but right, yeah. Christian Bale wants to be in a Star Wars film. Man, I am okay with that. I yeah. love Christian Bale. Christian as an Bale, actor. he's a phenomenal actor, man, and. If he's in Star Wars, then Star Wars is better for it. Okay, next. <laughs> yeah, it's like when they threw Donnie Yen in. Made me happy. Oh, exactly. Bray gets a sequel, despite lack of popularity. I haven't seen it. I've heard <clears throat> that critics hate it, and people seem to enjoy it. Okay, so lack of popularity. I, I, I meant to change the wording of that. It's been very unpopular critically. However, and, and Netflix wasn't saying what the numbers were before, but the numbers have now come out, and it is their most popular film of 2017. It's oh. the most popular, uh, you know, on-demand service, st- straight-to-on-demand movie, like, of all time. 
So, yeah, it's getting a sequel. But um, <laughs> Max Landis, who wrote the original, is not going to be writing the second one. I don't know if it's because he went on a whole Twitter rant making fun of all the, or, or you know, getting mad at all the critics who hated it, or if it's with all the sexual assault allegations. I don't know. Right. How can you we know with Hollywood? we got to start flying through this stuff again. Okay, Slender Man go. got a trailer. Okay, doesn't look great. Jodie yeah, Foster says fine. superhero movies are ruining audiences. Yeah, well, Jodie, what have you done since Silence of the Lambs and Contact? Which is pretty much both of those are superhero movies, depending on how oh you Oh my gosh! Them. Silence of the Lambs is absolutely a superhero movie. <laughs> Whoa, um, dude, that's weird. <laughs> Shut up. Okay. Black Mirror. Hey, uh, here, here, okay. I had, I had a little, a little clap back for Jodie Foster. Right, be quick. Jodie Foster once said... Being understood is not the most important thing in life. I think that's a great quote. And Jody, you ought to take that to heart because just because you don't get superheroes doesn't mean they need you to get them. <laughs> Man, looking at those box office numbers, they don't need you. No, they don't need you, Jody. Okay, we're throwing on. a little Jody shade. All right, Black <laughs> Mirror episode Infinity, the Star Trek one, might be getting a spinoff series. That seems cool. Haven't seen the episode, so. Uh-oh. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to watch Black Mirror eventually. But that episode was really, really popular. I've like seen all kinds of stuff shared about it. So, and that's kind of interesting. At Black Mirror, if you don't know, is an anthology kind of show. It's kind of like the Twilight Zone in a way. And having an entire show spin out of one of those anthology things—that's pretty impressive. That's a sign of some powerful popularity. Okay. And some good writing. Uh, Chappelle yes. came out with the new specials. Yeah, I've he- heard they're extremely funny. Dude, they're extremely good. And I'll say the the fourth one, like he had this. There's, there's four Netflix specials. He just came out with the last two. And uh, he said uh, these are the last two before he uh, does his thing and makes America wait again. But um, <laughs> Make America wait again. Yeah. His, his fourth one is the most different out of all of them. It's really low-key. He's in like a small like little comedy club with a very small audience. And it's, it's less a comedy special and more he's just talking to you. And talking about stuff that he's been thinking about, and uh, gosh, it's really dude. Chappelle so is is a very it's intelligent. It's like hanging out with Chappelle, huh? It's like just hanging out with Chappelle. Yeah, Chappelle is a really fascinating, intelligent, interesting person, and God, he's funny. It, like yep. the fourth one is still hilarious, but it's also like it makes you think. It's good stuff. Dave Chappelle is basically. To be fair, you have to have a very high IQ, high IQ to appreciate Dave Chappelle. <laughs> okay, anyway. we're moving on. <laughs> moving on. Cloverfield three delayed. Okay, Kendrick Lamar is producing. I I don't either. Yeah, they're probably gonna go a completely different way. First one was found footage. Second was uh, a sort of thriller suspense. about yeah. yeah. I, okay. Anyway, <laughs> Kendrick Lamar is producing and curating the Black Panther soundtrack. I'm super Heck hyped yeah. about that. I'm gonna be getting that soundtrack. Moving on. Walter Hamada. He is DC Movies president now. Why did you switch into an accent for that? His name is Walter. Because of the I am the captain now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Throwback. All right. Uh, he produced I'm the president it, now. Conjuring, and a bunch of garbage, mostly horror movies. Not <laughs> so, the best track record, but does have a couple of really good ones under the belt. He has a couple of good hits. They're all horror movies. Uh, I, I'm, I, I said this when Dallas told me about it. I was like, okay, we're going to reboot at Justice League Dark, and DC's going to be spooky for five years. That would be the best case scenario. Okay, next. <laughs> Hulu brings back Animaniacs for two seasons. Oh my god. Did you not know about that? No. I might have yeah. to get a Hulu subscription. Uh, I, I don't know who all is working on it. I don't know if it's the original writers, but I, I do know that it's... I'm 90% sure it's the original voice actors, and it's not going to be a Powerpuff Girls reboot scenario where oh, we god. just... We got rid of... We got completely new people and tried to change it for the modern age. As far as I know, it is just going to continue where the last one left off. Not that there's any continuity, but it's going to be... <laughs> Just like the original show was, it's going to be very satirical and very uh, slapstick. So I'm excited no for that. No one is working on Rick and Morty season four. Yeah, I, which no means one Rick and is Morty has less people working on it than Animaniacs. Yeah. Oh, whoa. <laughs> but um, the no one is in quotations because that was what uh, I want to say Justin Roiland said. Like, he's like, no one's working on it. Like, apparently, uh, who, who is it? Is it? Cartoon Network, who's producing it, like for Adult Swim, or is it another network? Uh, Pretty sure it's Adult Swim. Anyway, the people who were supposed to be in charge of like managing and producing it, guys, Cartoon Network is in shambles right now. Like, 
they they straight up don't know what they're doing. They've they've gone stark raving mad. Uh, they might be moving Rick and Morty out so they can show more Teen Titans Go. But essentially, Rick and Morty seasons, which take a notoriously long amount of time to come out, no one's even working on season four right now. Apparently, work has not even begun. So uh, it's probably going to be a long wait if this doesn't get if it doesn't like move networks or get canceled in all of the confusion. Uh, this is this is very strange. Okay. Hey Tim. News is done. So. Hey Tim. Yes. Yes. What yeah. have you been playing, watching, reading, and listening to? Okay. So, uh, what I've been playing, I've been playing segue. a lot of games online with David and Wesley because there was a Steam Winter Sale where I got Lethal League, Skullgirls, Stick Fight, the game. Or th- those three, I've been playing those online with them, and then I've been playing a lot of Marvel vs. Marvel Capcom, just because, I'm man, I, I don't get it, but I like it. I like the game. It's it's ugly, but it's fun. Uh, I've been playing Fortnite with David, and mm. it, Fortnite actually, okay, when you put the settings down to their lowest possible, you, you lock the frame rate at 30 frames, and you turn off all your other applications, Fortnite runs pretty good on a Mac. <laughs> So That's I was, surprising. Yeah, we couldn't figure out the crossplay. Apparently, there's a weird thing going on with Xbox to PC crossplay right now. So uh, I switched over to the Mac, and uh, it runs pretty well. Fortnite is a very fun game. I've been playing a lot of Gigantic with basically oh me too everyone but Dallas. <laughs> like <laughs> I've gotten back in touch with like Jordan and Patrick, and we're we're playing Gigantic. Um, it's like it's funny how I'm I'm getting into dead games like even Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite basically a dead game and, I, and how I'm, dead games support cross platform yeah uh, funny how that works huh but um I I put in a little note 2018 will be the first year since 2008 that I didn't just spend the whole year playing the new Call of Duty game just because man I'm just not feeling it no enthusiasm for it uh i've been watching dbz kai i'm trying to get caught up it's it's I'm a lot of episodes, planning on starting man. back into that yeah I, i'm trying to get caught up on super because what excites me about super is that it's controversial and people can't agree on it so i'm like ooh, ooh, i want to see what my opinion is i want to see if <laughs> i love it or hate it because uh it is very much love or hate right now apparently and do you love it and hate it? love or hate it well, I, I don't know yet. That's what I'm saying. I want to catch up to Super, because I don't know. It's All right. no one agrees on it. Um, and then the things I've been listening to, I added this segment just because I'm like, I don't. Uh, I one don't... sec, my roommates are screaming. Okay. Sorry about that. Wesley was literally just outside the door screaming. Yeah, that sounds that that sounds not, right. Not sounds correct. screaming about anything or doing anything. Just like going ah. That's just what he does. It's just his voice. <laughs> but I wanted to add this listening section just because I don't know anything about music. I just know that I like it. Uh, and I've been listening to the Lethal League OST, which I rediscovered uh, since 2014 when I really got into it. Uh, rediscovered it. That game has a fantastic soundtrack. You also just oh, check yeah. that out. Uh, and then th- that's that's all for me. How about you, Jan? <laughs> I can uh, see it on screen, but you know, how about you? <laughs> I've been uh, playing some Lethal League with <laughs> mostly David and Wesley and okay. Jordan, which I don't think we've ever had Jordan. Yeah, not y'all have never heard Jordan. He's a nah. he's a friend of ours. He's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Gigantic, been playing a lot of that. A uh, little Fortnite with you mostly, exclusively. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exclusively. Um, about to start watching Dragon Ball Z Kai again, probably as well as JoJo. <coughs> I don't know. I'm gonna give yeah, JoJo nice. priority. Nice, nice, nice. Uh. About to start reading The Book Thief, because it was recommended by a friend. Oh, okay. I've actually heard of that, yeah. Yeah, I've heard it's really good, so I've got a copy of it sitting on my nightstand. Gonna crack open an old school book. Oh my gosh. Imagine doing such a thing in the current year, 2018. (laughs) Or I'll just put it on my Kindle. Hey, well, at least (laughs) you'll start it. It's a lot more It won't suffer Deus Ex's fate. What the heck? What? The... The pipes just started wailing. The people above me are showering or trying. They're to all showering simultaneously. Something, because that that just scared me. All right, <laughs> I don't know if y'all hear it, but it was unholy. 
Okay, I'd like to clarify. We have a Google Doc that we go through when we're doing these. And in this segment, Jan has actually written for what he's been uh, playing, watching, reading, listening. He wrote, writing the Bible for his new religion. <laughs> yes, I'm deciding to become a Janaholic. <laughs> He will consume only Jan from now on. Also, uh, can we be looking forward to Jan bucks becoming a thing? Okay, so I was looking into how to make a cryptocurrency, Uh and it turns out it's not that hard. So I'm probably going to mess around with that and see if I can make Jan bucks. Yeah, and I'm going to tell you right now, Jan bucks will be an accepted form of currency to uh, support this channel in the future. We will accept Jan bucks. In fact, Heck, maybe if I even, make them, I'll hand them out to begin with, at least. Yeah, we, we may even uh, start accepting those exclusively. Uh, it will become Ooh. it will become this channel's main currency. We'll we'll have microtransactions with them. Who knows? Okay, so next week on the channel. Uh, this used to actually be very uncertain, so I didn't actually write down stuff that was actually going to be coming out, save for a couple things. But High Sierra, I updated the High Sierra finally, because I was like, a, a bunch of my apps were crashing, and I'm like, alright, I've, ho- I've heard a lot of negative about High Sierra. It's basically the uh, the Windows 8 of the OS X, but oh, um, no. I was like... I'll, you know, I'll just bite the bullet and, and see what happens. Well, turns out it locked me off from Final Cut Pro 10 because my version of Final Cut Pro 10 is no longer supported on High Sierra, and I'd have to buy the brand new Final Cut Pro 10 version, like version 4, I think, and it costs $300, and I don't got, man, I don't got that many Yon Bucks on me, so... I was like... That's like four yawn bucks. I, I was like trying to go back to regular Sierra. It wasn't working. Uh, Apple removed the ability to go back to old Sierra. Like you can go back to Mavericks or El Capitan, but you can't go back to Sierra. Convenient now that I need to go back to it. But um, <clears throat> I finally found my new home, my new editing home in DaVinci Resolve, which is a free editing program that actually is like People have agreed it has a better audio editing suite than Premiere and Final Cut Pro. So it turns out a free thing is actually pretty good compared to the really expensive ones. So I really liked it. My only problem was uh, some of it didn't have a lot of stuff on the Windows version. Yeah, as far as I could tell, Uh, there are a lot of okay. So the good thing about DaVinci Resolve is I think because it is free they're just able to let other people make plugins for it. And mm-hmm. there's apparently a lot of plugins that you can also get for free that add features to DaVinci Resolve. And it actually imported all of my audio effects from Adobe Audition CS 5.5. Like, it just put them all in there. Uh, so, yeah, it, it, it's it's good and it's free. I mean, I if you're gonna be editing stuff, that's a great place to start. You don't have to pirate it. They're just they're they're giving it away. And the paid version is three hundred dollars, but I think it's the first time I've seen something be worth three hundred dollars. Do you know what it does? It has like professional grade color correction and that. And I think with like six people, it's called DaVinci Resolve Studio. You can have six people that can simultaneously be working on the exact same project. Oh my god. Like, I can see what changes you have made. I just open it, and it's like, this is what you've done. And you'd be like, hey, look at this. Yeah, that's incredible. And I think have to get a copy. That's worth $300. Start saving up those yawn bucks. (laughs) Yeah, save up those yawn bucks. It'll eventually cost, uh, uh, pooh, yawn bucks. $300. (laughs) Uh, but what we what is going to be happening next week is we've, we're going to have new episodes of Gears 3, which I'm not going to lie, we were on in this recording oh, yeah. session. That was a good one. Yeah. We, but, make sure to tune in. i got to edit that real quick. I'll <laughs> do that today. Yeah. Uh, and then we're going to have a new sibling showdown next Sunday. Hopefully, it's a battle royale if I can, like, like a four-person with, with all my sisters, if I can figure out how to get my Xbox controllers connected to my mac because we want to play lethal league or something for a player but right now just my ps3 controllers work but um yeah that's that's what's happening next week um it's question time oh you got something else i I was i was gonna say it's possible that we'll get some new spyro new beginning episodes but that's kind of up in the air right now okay so we're gonna it's question time which i still don't know what we're gonna call this i had the idea for absentee ultimatum but it sounds like there's too much to it 
Like, it's too long, too much of a mouthful. But essentially, the host who isn't here, who is Dallas, puts a question on the Google Doc, and we read it. And then if it's a good question, we'll rate it from bronze to gold. And after we've all asked a question twice, we tally up the points, and one person gets to be canonically correct about one thing. <laughs> so, for example, I could, in the official podcast canon, say, Christian Bale, third best Batman. <laughs> and it would have to be, oh, yes, correct. Yes, I agree. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> Okay, I just went to his question. (laughs) (laughs) The first question, which isn't the real one, is, can you quack? Which I'm not going to explain. Some people might get that. But um, here's the actual question. With yearly Star Wars films being released, do you believe a fatigue will eventually set in for the audience, or is Star Wars always going to be fresh slash welcome? That's a good question. So, Um, I'll go ahead and... uh I think I've got an idea of to what I want to say. Okay. Uh, so I think it the fatigue might set in. At first, I was thinking, nah, like Marvel, they've been doing this, and I'm still excited yeah, for see, all the new movies. Yeah, see, that's what I was thinking. But Mar- Marvel's like more than once a year. It's like two or three times a year, and everyone's still excited for it. Yeah, but Star Wars uh, has one set of movies that follow like one long storyline, and then the little spinoffs, which. So far, the one spinoff has been good. It, well, mm-hmm. if we're not including like the Christmas special, and oh, yeah. uh, no, we're not. But the solo film, Rogue I One, haven't been hearing great things about it. So Rogue, Rogue One has been good. We're hearing kind of negative things about Solo. I see. Okay, I I think if they keep doing it every year, and they're still good, then it'll always be. I don't know if I don't know if fresh. I don't think it'll be fresh, but I think it'll always be welcome. Yeah, I don't know I'm what, still gonna see them. I'll probably enjoy them. I do not know if I'll get like as excited. Yeah, we're we're seeing something on. happen for the first time where it's like Star Wars films. We had two eras. We had the original trilogy that came out in the 70s and 80s, and then we had the prequel trilogy that happened in the you know nine the early 2000s. And it was like, those were our two eras, and, you know, we were, no more Star Wars. Then when they announced this one, it was like, okay, we'll have a third era that's going to be three movies. Then they are announcing all of these spinoffs and stuff. And I remember thinking, when they announced Rogue One, I was like, that's an unnecessary story. That's just going to clutter things and make it, you know, just kind of a mess. But I ended up really liking Rogue One. Man, I don't know. That's a tough question. I I'm gonna go with I think fatigue might set in. <laughs> yeah, I think Disney needs to be smart. I think D- Disney Honestly, needs. Yeah. Sorry, but also because not to spoil anything, but mm, I don't see my favorite characters from the original trilogy being a large portion of future movies. Yeah. Um. Definitely not. That being said, I, I really did care about the main characters in Rogue One, and I I am all in on Finn, Ray, and Poe. Those three. <laughs> I, I am really liking them. But their story supposedly ends at Episode Nine, and Daisy Ridley says that she will be done with Star, with Star Wars after that. I think after Nine, everyone will... I would hope people feel kind of satisfied after Nine, and I hope... Disney doesn't think that they just you know can just keep going with it. I, I I actually I think it's it's merciful and it's a good idea that it's only once per year right now. And I I think I personally would like to see it become less frequent if they do keep making stuff. Or yeah, it'd I don't be know, a bigger treat. Let's let's they've already announced that Ryan Johnson's going to do a fourth trilogy, and he's going to be doing it soon after. I think in order in order to keep people interested, they're gonna have to do what Marvel did, and you know, Guardians of the Galaxy was completely out of left field and went to a completely different place than the previous Marvel films. So, Ryan Johnson's gonna have to do something, you know, unexpected, but keep it within the same universe. I don't know, man. Uh, I I would I I hope that they don't just start, you know, shoveling out crap. 
just because people will see it because it's Star Wars. So far, I think they've come out with one. I I, I think they've come out with three with three great movies. Disney has uh, Solo might be the bad one. That's what a lot of people are saying is that this is going to be the one that sucks. But hey, they could correct. They could. Uh, yeah, they could. They fix got up they, Solo. They got some time and um, and money. Yeah. And then episode nine will be hitting us in 2019, and uh, I don't know. I I think they might be good up to episode nine. Like I think episode nine will be good, and then I got no idea what to expect. I think um, you've got the people who like the original trilogy only. You've got the people who will defend the prequel trilogy, and then you've got I don't know. I I don't know what this what this fandom looks like after episode nine. But I, I think I'd like to see it end honestly at some point. I don't want this to keep on going because I think the more movies you release, it it kind of cheapens it. I'd be fine with doing some TV series as some, some extra canon. And of course I'd love to keep playing star Wars games, but man, I I think, shall we rate this? Sure, yeah, I'm giving it a gold. That's a gold yeah, question. Yeah, that's, that's a good question. Um, that was tough. I'm still not sure how I feel about it. but I'm yeah, gonna... I'll, I'll give you a gold too, Dallas. Good job. That was the, a good question. The question here, do you believe fatigue will eventually set in? I will say yes. I do think the fatigue will eventually set in. Just, like, just like I think the fatigue will eventually set in for Marvel. So. And to answer the other question, yes, I can quack. I can quack. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's all we got this week. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hey, we were just we were just over one hour, so we we were pretty mm. close. Yeah, we're getting better. Um, <laughs> I just realized like how much of that we had to we had to just run through. But um, yeah, very news heavy week. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, we'll see you next time where we will Don't also talk to... about the PlayStation Network games of the month. Sorry that I keep <laughs> forgetting about that. It just doesn't I, affect me. I think me. most people do. Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget to lick some as surprise. Uh, check out our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Pocket Casts, anywhere you can get RSS feeds. Um, and if, if you like video a YouTube games, channel. if you like watching people play video games, we got a whole lot of that oh, on the channel. We got a whole lot of that. Uh, I, I just released a new episode of Hour One, which I need to do more of those, but it was on Call of Duty Finest Hour. And I'm talking about. Man, old World War II Call of Duty games were really good. Uh, it's not <laughs> World War Two, the new one, Call of Duty World War Two, did does not live up to it, and uh, you can see why if you watch that episode. All right, so check that out. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>